This is the Sermon Podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Right then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. A teacher, he said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Um, and Jesus said to him, well, what's written in the law? What, what do you think? And he answered, well, you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and you have to love your neighbor. And Jesus said to him, that's the right answer. Do that and you'll live. But wanting to justify himself... The lawyer asked Jesus, exactly who's my neighbor? Jesus replied, well, a man was going down once from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell in the hands of a bunch of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away and left him there almost dead. But by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, however, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a a Levite, when he came to the place and saw the man, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. And he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, and he poured oil and wine on him, and he put him on his own animal, and he brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. And the next day, he took out money, and he gave it to the innkeeper, and he said, take care of him. And when I come back, I'll I'll give you whatever more you spend. Which of the three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers, Jesus asked. And he said, well, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said, go and do likewise. The gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? When I sang that earlier, they had no clue what I was singing. <laughs> so that's what I mean. I was trying to make a gap between us so that, that, that we could all picture what we were doing. I'm going to move over here because I'm in a spotlight and maybe I'll come over here and bug Nathan at this service. Um, uh, as most of you would know, unless you're a guest here today, um, our high school youth group is called One Body, and we couldn't be prouder of them. Uh, for 10 months, they prepared to go on a trip uh, to serve Jesus in the world. Uh, this is what they did. They, they gathered every month. They did service projects to figure out how to work together. Um, they prayed. Uh, they read scripture. Uh, they all got up and asked you for your prayers and your support. Uh, you chipped in to the tune of almost 10 grand. Uh, And then June 12th through 18th, they headed off together in a couple vans and joined some other people uh, in Mingo County, West Virginia. Uh, No sooner did they get back, because you all have asked, there's big floods, and it wasn't where they were at. Um, They were on the far western side of West Virginia, literally next to Kentucky, I think everybody's shared with me. And uh, what we thought we'd do today is one just try to share a little bit about what happened on that trip for them so that you could share some of the joy and that you, um, that you could have the same seeds planted in you that were planted in them. 
It's pretty powerful stuff. And I, I already regret that we can't do this for hours. And I'm not sure they have that same feeling, but, but I have that, that, that regret. And, um, and we said so we'd take turns speaking, and that I would uh, pick on who did not speak the most last time. Katie. <laughs> oh, that's Christina. That's right. Katie was the first person to speak last time. Christina. Uh, these were our questions that we, that we prompted, and, and Katie led us off the last time. That's horrible, and they're both sisters. I'm so sorry. Uh, Christina with a K. Um, one of the questions was, what did you find joyful? What, what, did, what was good for you about this trip? What, 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 what was best about it for you? Well, it was like kind of like a, my own adventure and everything, because I don't really go anywhere, because I'm literally like Hilliard, Dublin area, like almost the entire year. So just like kind of seeing more of America and different lifestyles and everything was really interesting and just seeing different landscapes too was beautiful so being like physically helping out with other people and then the environment too is very really yeah. neat experience yeah. Liam passes it down here to Nathan because he's the next guy I'm picking on Nathan tell me something about what you guys did like what kind of service projects did you where did the hammer hit the road well we mostly worked on this uh, old this old, very, very old and small house. The house is only about from the, from the center aisle to the left to the left center aisle in width, mm-hmm. and it was and it was only about six feet. It was a little over six feet high. Wow! Like bang your head on it, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You were you were there at the eight 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 o'clock service, so. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. That's all. I'm just trying to help you. You know they don't they don't hassle Ellen like this. Uh, I'm, just I'm just teasing. What you find fun about? What, what was what was joyful for you? Um, not it, well. It, I was glad to be helping people. It, and uh, yeah, we just we tore down ceil- ceiling tiles. We put drywall up in place of the ceiling tiles because the ceiling itself was starting to sag. And we also decided to fix the floor halfway through because that was in dire need of having something sturdy. Yeah, wow. Uh, anybody else? What'd you find joyful? Who else got a microphone? So we went to this Baptist church one night. <laughs> and they asked us to recite the, what was it, Apostles' Creed? And so we had two groups of Lutherans and a group of Catholics in a Baptist church all trying to say the Apostles' Creed. And so everyone's <laughs> saying different words. And I just thought it was really, really funny because we were all giving each other weird looks. And it was, it was just kind of funny to see everyone trying to say the same thing and like be all one with God. But we all had different things to say, and it was just really pa- funny. Pass it over to Cameron. Cameron, where'd, where'd the, uh, it wasn't just our group, right? It wasn't just our group there. Well, who else was there? There were people from Indiana and Florida. Did you yeah. say Indiana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm teasing. So, yeah, there's people that came pretty far. Uh, yeah. To like, how many this. would be the total size of the group? Twice as big as us? Were we the biggest group uh, or the smallest group? Yeah, we were in, yeah. We're in the middle. We are in the middle. That's good. I like being average. That's good. Uh, Carrie, what what you find good at the trip? Um, 
I was part of a group that I was part of the group that worked on a wheelchair ramp for this really nice old couple, and um, to experience that hospitality that they showed us was really cool for me. And you know, I got to travel, which was good too. I got to travel and help people and meet new people, and. The three groups that Cam mentioned weren't the only ones there because we went line dancing one night and another um, youth group that was going on a separate mission trip came and line danced with us. So that was really cool. Cool. Lillian, is that the same group you guys ended up eating with? The same people or is that another group? Can uh, you tell me about Coney Dogs? That was it. Oh, Coney Dogs. Um, there were more chili dogs, yeah. but I mean, they were amazing. Uh, so, wait, what did you want to know about? Is that, is that the same, were you in the same group? Is it the same people? Oh, yeah. Um, it was Freddie and Marcella, and they have two little dachshunds. One is named Pumpkin and the other's named Prissy. But they say Pumpin and Pris. <laughs> it's so cute. So cute. So cute. So you're there making their ramp. Yeah, and the dogs are getting in the way. They're caring for you and making you chili dogs and taking care of you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like we had to keep um, pumpkin, or was it Prissy, away from the cement the entire time. Wow. It was wow. Prissy. She, wow. she wanted to be so social that she was getting too close to the dry cement, and we couldn't. We had to, like, have bodyguards <laughs> to, like, keep her away. <laughs> Katie, now I can come back to you and actually beat you that I'm talking to. Uh, you sure started right off just about the place itself. What, 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 what did you enjoy about that? Uh, I guess I'll just talk about... Okay. Um, so we stayed at a high school. It, uh, it was called Williamson. Um, and we slept in classrooms um it was actually there was air conditioning so that was super nice because <laughs> it'd be so hot outside and then we'd come into the room and it's just like oh man it feels so nice uh, um uh what else we yes mountains um in west virginia you look out and it's just mountains unlike ohio where it's like flat yeah, you so know, really pretty. And I took a lot of pictures because, yeah, I, I could. <laughs> I'm picturing like people from West Virginia and you guys are all stopping. Look, a mountain. Uh, that, yeah, that must seem yeah. different to them. It looks so pretty. I loved it. Um, and one of the evening activities we did was we went up to Mingo Central, Central High School. And it's one of the highest points in West Virginia. And it was really cool because you could look out and just see the scenery. <laughs> Who else has something joyful to share? Go ahead, Christine. Because we got there when it was dark out. <laughs> we got lost. Well, that's Scott had to, that's you had to ask thing. a gas station or something, right? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, where's it at? <laughs> For the record, all the groups got lost because of directions. <laughs> hey, hand the microphone to Scott. We'll, we'll let him redeem himself here. Because you shared it at the last service, but I've, I've heard several people talking about it as kids. You went in to help somebody with their kitchen. Like, what is it? Oh, drywalling, that was it. Right. And, but ended up what? Tell us, tell us about what happened. Well, they kind of hinted at when we, we were supposed to replace the drywall in both the living room and the, the kitchen. But a 
upon going into the kitchen and moving the dryer, the floor literally wouldn't have held a five pound dog. So um, one of the nice blessings that we got was that YouthWorks agreed that we could go in and repair the floor as well. So we actually ended up tearing a good part of the floor out and some joists and supporting it so that she would have a safe floor in her kitchen that she could do. And then the, actually the group after us, the week after that, they actually put new flooring down. So she had a whole new floor and a whole new ceiling in her wow. kitchen when they were done. Wow. So I've heard that there are pictures you've seen after you. So you saw what you did and then what the next group did? Yeah, it was nice that, you know, we got the relationship with the youth work group and then she, the, the construction coordinator, just sent me pictures of, hey, here's how your project finally turned sure. out. Because we didn't get to get all the way done. We got That's most cool. of it hung, but we didn't get to finish the drywall or put the flooring down. Well, shift gears a little bit. And those of you who haven't spoken yet, you're going to get your chance here. Um, here's a little quote from Martin Luther King, Jr., that is really at the heart of the question we asked you, which is, what did you learn about yourself being a servant? What did you learn about being a servant? This is what Martin Luther King said. Parable of the Good Samaritan, I imagine that the first question the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop and help this person, what will happen to me? But by the very nature of his concern, the Good Samaritan actually reversed the question and asked, if I don't stop to help, what will happen to me? I love that. If I don't help, what, what, what does that mean for me? And you guys had a week of helping people. Uh, what, what, what did you learn about being a servant? What did you learn about having a neighbor? Well, um, the community we went into was kind of run down, and they all needed a lot of help. And I'm glad that I got to help the people that I could. Because without that wheelchair ramp, Marcella would have had, probably would have hurt herself walking down those steps because she couldn't walk very well. And she wasn't using her walker because she didn't have the ramp to use it on. So that's why we built it for her. And um, to help someone like that is really cool because you made their life better. You helped them and in turn kind of made your life better too. You too. Because... You, um, it made your heart bigger. It made you realize not everybody's the same. People are different. They have different issues, different lifestyles. Yeah. And to get to know that stuff about people helps you broaden your spectrum. You should preach every week here. You'd be really good at that. That's, that's nailing it. Uh, Sarah, you got the microphone? What, what are you? Yeah. Um, so I think I see uh, loving your neighbor in the little things, um, just like asking someone how their day was or how their life is going. Um, in my experience, I've seen people be, feel so loved by that. Um, just like offering to help with little things. Um, our woman that we worked for, her name was Arlette. Um, and she was not there most of the time because she had to work. She couldn't just take off a whole week of work. Um, but when we first came there, she was standing right there ready for us to come in. She was shaking our hands. And um, I didn't get to talk to her that much. But, like, I just was, like, saying hi and, like, making sure that um, she knew that we were there for her and that we were doing this all um, with love uh, for her so that she could continue living in her house. Um, so I, I just see the little things that you do. Um, people feel so loved and encouraged by that. Cool. Right back there. Um, so our group, 
was, I was with the group working with the drywall and the floor that was rotting, with the ceiling that was rotting. And uh, it was, ours was really gross. Uh, and our, yeah, and the dead mouse and the four cats. And uh, <laughs> you'll hear, you'll probably hear a bit less about how awesome our work site was from the group that I was with and the other group, because we didn't get fed chili dogs and we didn't get fed a lunch that was homemade every day. Um, and we had to tear out a ceiling that was falling into our faces and I had, like we wore, some of us wore some masks so we didn't breathe it all in and I almost fell through the floor a whole bunch of times. And uh, our project was not clean. It was not, we had to improvise a whole bunch of times, and I learned that loving your neighbor is dirty, and you have to get down into it. Not always clean. Always have to improvise. Oh, I just wanted to add one last thing to uh, Christina's talk. We also almost set the house on fire when an electrical out... <laughs> we... We're trying to recruit people to go with us, Nathan. We're not trying to... T well, no, I'm just saying that sometimes things arise which, which we, do not, we cannot even predict. There was an electric... Um, there were a bunch of uh, outlets, like extension plugs plugged into one another. For some reason, a single one was plugged into another, another extension outlet. And, and then Cameron, when um, one of the group members was, was vacuuming up, um, Cameron noticed that it was smoking. So we had to quickly unplug it and take it out before it caught on fire. Good work. Good work. The point Thank is, um, point is, we do, we cannot predict that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, shifting gears because I, I still find it fascinating. I know we talked about it already. The last night of youth works, because I know you guys went water rafting after that. It was a lot of fun. But the last night of youth works, if I understand right, you have some kind of worship service with everybody together, and and then there was foot washing. Somebody. Somebody tell me about what happened at the at that that thing. So, is this okay? Um, we are down in our usual nightly gathering place, and then the youth work leaders got to wash Scott's stinky feet, which must have been terrible. And Liz's, don't forget about Liz's. Um, but then Scott and Liz had to wash all of our feet, and so after they washed each person's feet, they would send a prayer over each one of them and everyone mostly everyone was crying their eyes out and it was it was a really emotional thing and I get, it was really only our group the other groups were just kind of standing there looking at us like we were really weird it was actually kind of funny um, but overall it was really close bonding experience because afterwards we went to a room and just sat around and told each other how we felt and it was actually really nice so this is a little weird to ask, but obviously the foot washing, that's what Jesus does with his disciples on the night he was betrayed. Um, do you feel closer to Jesus by washing, having your feet washed? Or washing somebody else's? <laughs> he already answered the question. Um, I guess in a way I do because um, having Scott wash my feet was like him giving up um, like some power like he had this I don't know it's like mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it well, that's a good that's a good because you think about the leaders of the whole thing are washing your leaders feet and then leaders of this group are not washing yours I'm like that is about changing roles <laughs> and, and, and that's that's really yeah, good anything, anything else about Can the I last night for anybody something Okay, so when we were all sitting there in a circle, I saw someone start crying, and then someone else started crying, 
and then I started crying. It just it just kept going, and we were all crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maddie started it. That's what she. Said. I'm kind of seeing all these disciples sitting around in that upper room, and I'm kind of thinking they're crying too, when Jesus washes it, their feet. I think the crying might be part of it. Never thought of that before. I just want to make sure that we share with you. We don't, we, we don't have the whole day. I know you wish you could share and share and share. Um, but I wanted to read the same quote that I did at the other service to really help all of us. Um, it's by a guy named Timothy Keller who wrote a book called Generous Justice, uh, who deals with the question that, you know, a lot of the stuff that's dirty and yicky and pain in the world is because it's unjust. But there's also something about being generous and that kind of thing. This is what he said. We instinctively tend to limit for whom we exert ourselves. We do it for people like us and for people whom we like. Jesus will have none of that. By depicting a Samaritan helping a Jew, Jesus couldn't have found a more forceful way to say that anyone at all in need, regardless of race or politics or class or religion, is your neighbor. Not everyone is your brother or sister in faith, but everyone's your neighbor. And you must love your neighbor when you follow Jesus. Um, thank you for loving your neighbor for a week and continuing to do that in this community. We, we are really proud of you. Um, and I, I want to say to all the rest of you, uh, go and do likewise.